Welcome to BU Bloom's podcast. I'm Jessica Morales Myers, your mind strategist, founder of BU Bloom, and expert on positive psychological capital, helping you with mental mastery for more joyful living and working daily. Who couldn't use mental mastery so you can enjoy your life daily? And that's what I'm all about. It's about teaching you how to become your own mind coach when you need it most. When you're in the middle of challenges throughout your workday, we spend so much time doing that that I thought this is an opportune time to train up the mind. Also, you know, I'm a certified hypnotherapist as well. So I am very well versed on what it takes to train the brain, what it takes to create new neural pathways and new circuitry in your brain that allows you to grow even into a new identity. And when you do this fully, commit committing yourself fully, people will notice. They will say, what is it? What did you do? Oh my gosh, you're different. And people from your past will look at you and go, my goodness, so much that I'm seeing growth out of you. What is going on? And it's truly because you're sprouting new connections in your mental inventory is what I like to call it, your mental bank. So here's what I did for you. I thought this would be fun for today's episode. I wanted to highlight some insights from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Now, what's so crazy is I had no idea who he was. Bruce uh, Lipton is the other one. There's so many fabulous ones. When I got into what it is that I'm doing, it was such an organic transition for me. And it came from the experience of living at an end stage hospice with my mom and walking through with just walking through the challenges and watching human behavior, the highest highs of hope and the lowest lows of despair. And I became fascinated and I wanted to study human behavior, but actually living it. And I started to create these writings that were coming out of me and sort of have this knowledge of rebuilding your brain up from your most difficult challenges, your most difficult dips in life. And that segued me into the field of positive psychology, hypnotherapy, because I wanted to understand how to train new habits. And then it was about a few years later, later someone saw me talking and said, Jessica, do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? And I said, no, but if you're bringing him up, it must be for a reason. And that prompted me to start watching him. And I thought, oh my God, he was the first person. I thought, oh my gosh, he understands exactly what it is that's going on in my brain and all that I've been writing about. He, it, I, I had no idea this man had has been doing this for years. So I have a kindred connection with him that was so authentic. And so I want to share some highlights, uh, which are going to totally spark your mind and your curiosity, which breeds neuroplasticity. So I always say you follow your curiosity. So here we go. Okay. So these are just some highlights and these are not direct quotes. This is just for you to get an idea of the power of your mind, the ability to mold and shape your brain. And that has fascinated me from from the very moment that I, I went on this journey from after I lived with my mom at the end lived with my mom at the end stage hospice. Okay. And the fact that I I always tell you the fact that you are the architect of your minds that you get to reparent your brain because maybe when you were a kid you did not grow up with positive psychological capital examples around you. You didn't grow up seeing a lot of optimism and hope and you know, and uh, maybe you saw resilience or grit, which is what I sh- I saw. I saw a lot of grit because we had to be fighters growing up in the inner city projects of New York City. And I'm glad I have that resilience and that fighter, you know, overcoming mentality in me. But it also was at a cost. I didn't. I had to build the other parts to balance 
uh, to have a more balanced brain, uh, a brain that processes on the upside through a lens of optimism and a lens of, you know, instead of going to worry and stress, uh, that went automatically to hope and efficacy and optimism and resilience in a balanced way. And that's what I love to, to bring to you every single day through the fascinating research uh, that that is out there in terms of uh, positive psychology and organizational psychology. So how can you use this for your own personal well-being and your ability to flourish, even in the most challenging circumstances while you're working, It doesn't even matter if the environment is toxic or difficult, but how do you still sprout and flourish? And that is what BU Bloom is all about. So following are some insights. Like I said, there's flexibility here. They're not direct quotes on the inner workings of your mind and what your mind is capable of shared by Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's amazing. So what has been programmed subconsciously cannot be corrected by the conscious mind. And my favorite person of all time, wish I had met him, wish I could have met him, was Albert Einstein. And um, he was famous for saying this, right? So what you program subconsciously, automatic, just seeped into your brain, bypassed the critical mind, cannot be corrected by the conscious mind, by you just consciously working out the problem. So that is why people will come to see someone like a hypnotherapist, my field, because we can bypass the critical mind and put you in a state of relaxation where you are mentally alert, mentally focused, you are not asleep, and you are actually bringing all the energy up to the mind instead of focusing on the external environment for your answers. So we are going for your answers inside of you. You are more equipped than you even realize. And your brain is so fascinating and has so much to give you if you would nurture it properly. So we create that environment together. And you can do it through meditation. Some 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 people meditate and find that they have some results. Hypnotherapy is working towards a specific goal, however, right? Uh, you can also do it through behavior modification, repetition of behavior. You're taking on a new um a new exercise or you just started exercising and you're trying to program the subconscious mind well when you're working out and you're lost you get a a sense of loss of time and space that is a sub a light level of subconsciousness right so you are programming into the automatic nervous system into your body into your mind these new behaviors that you want to take on as your new identity it takes longer sometimes right so uh, the research shows us that with hypnotherapy we can get there a bit faster uh, because those old ways of being are so etched into you that it's a little harder sometimes when you're doing it by yourself but it is not impossible okay so the thoughts you have the most of is what fires and wires together in your brain so be intentional about what those thoughts are. So what does that mean? That means that what you think about the most is what you're firing and wiring together between the neurons in your brain. Those are the synapses that take place. All that chatter, that chatter that is happening between those neurons in your brain. The more that happens, if it's worry, stress, I'm worried, I'm stressed. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I can't do this. All that self-talk is hard wiring the more you do it. Now, if you stop doing it, you lose it. So if you don't use it, you lose it. Okay, so make it count for you. So be intentional about what thoughts 
you are intentionally firing and wiring together, repeat it until it becomes hardwired, which equals an automatic new habit where you're no longer going to have to be intentional. It's just going to happen. You're just going to be an upside thinker. And so that takes time and repetition. On average, the studies show an average of 66 days to create a new neural pathway. 21 days is a long-term memory. So people confuse that. I just want to clarify that for you. Okay. Next, uh, next uh, mention that he says is something about hypnosis, that it is not a state of analyzing. And he is right about that. Hypnosis is not a state of analyzing. We are not using that part of the brain. It is a state of being. It is a state of experiencing. And that is the language of the subconscious mind. Thank you, Dr. Joe Dispenza. So yes. So the subconscious mind, why do you want to address it? It's because it affects over 85% of your every single day, including your work day, including your marriage, including how you parent. You're on autopilot the majority of your day. Uh, from how you cook to how you drive, how you brush your teeth, you know, your heart, it beats by itself, you know, the mechanisms in your body operate on their own. So over 85% of your day is on autopilot. And that could be bad if you are automating bad thoughts, bad tendencies, unproductive thoughts, right? So you have to address the subconscious mind because that's where this is coming from. And that is by experiencing and being one and going inside. You don't talk to the subconscious mind from the outside, okay? And that's why we get the results we want because we create that state within those types of sessions where you're focusing on the internal language of the subconscious mind instead of focusing on the external logic reason and analyzing your way out of something. So um, I love when I see this in business. I do sessions. I've seen this done overseas where when they're stuck on a problem, I've mentioned this before, they don't try to figure it out logically. They literally shut down the eyes, go inside, connect through the heart center. The heart's intelligence is extremely powerful. We are looking, the science behind the, uh, the, the, the heart's intelligence, it continues, it's ongoing. Neurocardiology is a wonderful field that is explosive right now. It's expanding. And they find the answers from within because they get those aha moments that they couldn't get through the conscious mind. So when I'm in session with a client, I love seeing that you see it on their face, you see it on the smile, you see it on the clarity that came, you see it when they have a blueprint for what their next step is going to be, and we eliminate those uh, blocks that show up in the subconscious, okay? So he then says, we become addicted to the states, uh, to states, excuse me, like the state of depression. Yes, you can become addicted to the state of depression. You become addicted to the state of stress. Why? Because you have automated it. You have done it so much over and over and over again that it has morphed into who you are, into your identity. This can be a hard one for people to accept, but you need to look at it in a hopeful, with a hopeful lens, an optimistic lens and say, oh, wow, could I have automated the stress in my life, the depression that I look through a lens of that for everything, right? Uh, the stress of just being the victim, the victimization states are so easy to become addicted to. So you can activate the stress response just by your thoughts alone. So if you think about really stressful things or something that causes you pain or hurt, you're going to activate the stress response in your body. And let's say that thought is a lie, like a worrisome thought that hasn't even happened. Now you inflame the entire body. You've got stress hormones running up and down your body and chemicals. And you did that just by thought alone. So I ask you, what else can you choose instead to upgrade your thoughts so that you can upgrade your biology. 
you have the power to do that. Now, positive emotions obviously then have the power to do the opposite, to create repair in the body, even repair illness, boost the immune system, whereas negative emotions create the incoherent state, not only in the brain, but in the flow of the body, breaking down tissues and organs. So there's direct correlation of stress to disease. That is very well documented. And we know that that is incited by things mostly that haven't even happened, that you're anticipatory, like this anticipatory anxiety, having this anticipatory anxiety of what hasn't happened is affecting you down to your cellular level. So you must be aware of that in order to change it. So then uh, he talks about the brain waves. And I, I go through this in sessions with my clients because I want them to understand the brain, where we're working in terms of hypnotherapy. So beta brains is when you're focused on brain waves, beta brain waves is when you focus on the external environment. Okay. Like, you know, some, maybe someone's talking to you, you're listening to them and you're focused on what they're saying. And it's something outside of you. Alpha brain waves are when you focus internally. So a light internal focus, right? You are starting to bypass the analytical and critical mind. You're getting lost in your reading. You're getting lost in yoga. It's that kind of state. And we start to enter that state in hypnotherapy. Theta brain waves are when you start to see in images and pictures. It's a pure consciousness. So you can achieve that through meditation. Deep prayer is a wonderful way to incite theta brain waves and also to quickly incite a state of coherence in the brain and in the heart. And the theta state is where we operate as well in hypnotherapy because the subconscious speaks in images and pictures. So you kind of toggle between alpha and theta state brain waves. Uh, children are in and out of theta brainwaves all the time, seen in images and pictures. That's why their imagination is so incredible. So you need to awaken that inner child, awaken that inner child and let yourself imagine and think in pictures. And that's what I was saying with, for example, if you're leading a meeting with your team, if you were to lead them into going into internal state and picture and imagine what could be possible for your company you would get so much incredible motivating imagery and then you could put an actual plan like an execution plan to that imagery wow you you would be an incredible leader to do that for your team and uh that's something that keeps paying forward because it just produces such positive emotion in the body as well and motivation and activation for execution all good for the business world and for personal goals. Okay, and then delta brain waves are when you are asleep and there is very little conscious activity. Okay, so you're, it's restorative sleep. Your brain goes through its all its own overnight sleep therapy. And if you want to hear more about that, listen to one of my other episodes where I teach you how to break down through dream therapy what your subconscious is telling you. It's pretty awesome. People really like that one. So. Um, the placebo effect you have heard of, right? And it's a fascinating, you guys, when you look at the studies, when you look, you could just Google this and you'll see so much data and evidence behind this where people heal in studies just by the belief that they actually took medicine or actually had a treatment. They literally healed not by anything. There was nothing. It was a placebo, but they believe they were getting medicine or treatment. What does that make you think about how powerful you are? And I do that kind of work too with, with my clients in terms of speaking to their cells or the parts of their body that need that healing or need that, um, you know, that love that we can pour into it. Um, it's very, very powerful for you to do that. 
and uh, and to 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 get that emotional, authentic connection with the belief. It's not just thinking positive. You have to have that ex that the sensorial emotional connection is key for your brain to believe that it is real. Okay. So what is what does Joe say? Dr. Joe Dispenza says that thoughts equal medicine. Thoughts equal medicine because your thoughts can upregulate or downregulate your genes. You can upregulate or downregulate your genes because you know for cancer cells, for example, right? So that's a pretty powerful statement, and it's uh, something for for you to really, really meditate on and think about. Meditation actually increases the length of your telomeres. Those are, if you were to look them up, an image of them, they look like. I don't know, like, like sperm almost with shoestrings at the end of your DNA. So the, just by meditating, if you just meditate, I bet you this is incredible with prayer, but the, the money was behind putting it behind research and meditation. But just by meditating, you can increase the length of your telomeres, which increases the length of your life. The longer the telomeres in your body, the longer your length of your life just by changing your emotional state through something like mindfulness meditation and making sure you are operating with positive emotions in your body more so than not. So you get to instruct your cells what to do via the energy that you signal in your body. If you put positive energy into your heart center, your re the rest of your body is going to tune into the frequency of the heart, which is the frequency of wholeness. And so I wrote an article about this. It's my most read article to date in psychology today. It's called The Heart's Electromagnetic Energy Field is Your Superpower. And I teach you how to use that in the workplace. And if you want it, visit bubloom.com under articles to download it. So, or you can look it up under psychology today. So the heart's energy field is 5,000 times stronger than the brain's. And it informs the brain more than the other way around. So you must be intentional about what frequency you're tuning to the rest of the body because the heart emits that like a Wi-Fi, like a Wi-Fi signal is what Joe Dispenza talks about. So um, throughout your day, touch your heart and just check in, you know, what emotions am I feeling? And if it's stress, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, it's incoherent. Choose instead care, compassion, gratitude, appreciation, love to make it coherent. And that's a whole nother course or episode. I'm actually teaching about that coming up soon to a group of doctors um, in terms of their well-being and in support of their patients, the patient care as well. So we got to make sure that our doctors feel good so they can take better care of themselves, better care of their staff, better care of patients. Okay, so your your thoughts as, as Dr. Dope, uh, I almost said Dr. Dopamine. <laughs> I don't think Dr. Joe Dispenza has ever been called that, but he does give you a dopamine hit because he stimulates and sparks your brain activity. But your thoughts can make their own thought. Dopamine is what he says. Your thoughts can make their own dopamine. And that is certainly true. And I love to see it. I see it. I had a client who was, um, you know, very high physical. We t I test for that. I, my stuff is extremely customized for uh, the the clients that I'm working with and he I wanted to speak to him the way he likes to receive information and give him suggestions how he likes to and I could just see the smile and I can see the tears from happiness I can see him like hot like his hands went up in like 
like cheerleading his his efforts and just being his first believer and it was just amazing to see that confidence just swing up and increase in his body you could tell like if i could scan his brain it was lighting on fire he was on fire and he lit when he we were done he literally popped out of the chair it was like i'm ready to go and it was just so wonderful to see that so your thoughts can create what joe says are magical moments and i hear people say this all the time oh it, it just must be fade or it must be magic um, it's definitely not magic. It's actually you were created this way to be able to do this. It's amazing. You're you're the magical being. So your thoughts can create magical moments that are a vibrational match to your future. I love when Joe says that. So be the vibrational match for your future because like a magnet, you emit that Wi-Fi signal. You attract what you project. You attract what you project. Now think about that in your love life in your career life, right? In the opportunities you wanna bring your way, you attract what you project. So what are you projecting? What are you projecting? You must be honest. Write down a list of what you think you're really feeling every day and then pick the positive emotion opposite of that if it's that you're not feeling, if you're feeling negative, if you're feeling down, then write down what you have to feel instead and start practicing that every single day. So when you take your focus off the external, you actually detach from the body and you enter a deeper state of consciousness, a oneness. So Joe is so right about that. And I love when I see that the way it looks is the client will say to me, I'll ask them where they are. And they'll say to me that they've become either an object, um, an animal, that they've stepped into something else. And that it's exciting because I know they've released the physical body. They're definitely in that pure consciousness into a deeper state and a oneness. And that's where you see a lot of that restorative um, framework begin where they're coming up with some amazing solutions and um, even forgiveness and they're capable of what they thought they were not capable of. Like now they become able-bodied, they are, they can, and they will. And that is because they are not attached to the physical body and they are not limited by their limiting beliefs anymore. So one hour of focused attention forges new connections in the brain is what Joe was talking about. So one hour of focused attention starts to forge new connections in the brain, sprouting new connections. Uh, and so you wanna in, you know, introduce new stimuli into creating those new neural pathways. You don't want the same stimuli, the same environment because you're not gonna create new neural pathways, right? And when you do that and you introduce new practices, new behaviors, new exercises, new meditation, uh, you, maybe you start working with the hypnotherapist, you are starting to create new neural pathways that actually change the structure of your brain. You get to be the architect of your brain, literally. But we're walking around and, and designing our brains to be uh, the identity of stress, to be the identity of worry, to the, be the identity of victimization, of sadness. And you don't have to choose that. You can completely rewire the structure and the structure of your, your brain. Okay, so positive emotions actually increase antibodies in your body. So positive emotions like love and care, compassion, connection, empathy, um, you know, togetherness with others, appreciation increases the antibodies in your body to fight bacteria, to prompt tissue repair, anti-aging, regenerative, regenerative growth in the body. That's what you want. And that's why they say that your attitude is so 
important. It's, it's so critical in terms of your ability to overcome. Now, your, your personality equals 90% of your thoughts, like meaning that 90% of, let me take that back, 90% of your thoughts are the same as the day before, right? So your personality is comprised of these thoughts, right? So if your thoughts are on repeat cycle as a day before unconsciously, and you have the same nervous system expression, the same gene expression, you've lost free will, like Joe Dispenza says, to a program, and you've become the victim of your own program, your own life. So if you want to change that, you have to say to yourself, okay, I need to be aware of what my tendencies are. What am I doing every day? Let me take inventory and let me see what I don't like or what I want to upgrade. So when you decide what it is you want to upgrade, now you're going to bring that into conscious awareness, interweave that throughout your day of what that looks like in terms of changing your thoughts and changing your behaviors, right? And now you're reconditioning the nervous system you're reconditioning your gene expression, you're reconditioning how your mind fires and wires together, you're reconditioning the heart, your heart actually is known as the little brain that could, has 40,000 neurons, how your heart's neurons communicate and how your heart communicates to your brain. You're like a scientist, you are a scientist, okay? So once you know this, I swear I love to see how people light up because they're just like, I had no idea I had this power. And you make it so easy to understand. Guys, I taught this at a woman's prison with lifers who left there motivated and said, no one has ever showed us that we could do that. I mean, you it's talked on the surface, but the way you break it down, it's like we have a, you know, you have a buy-in now. You want to feel better. You want your heart, your, your nervous system, your biology, your biochemistry. You want all of that to be upgraded. And I get to do that. And even though I didn't grow up seeing that, that you're telling me that the research shows that my whole train, my whole brain will change. The structure of my brain will actually change if I do that for myself. I want to I want to be the good parent to myself now. I get to decide what I let in and out of my mind. You know, and and when I show them where I came from and the dark places that I came from and that I did that, now they relate because I'm not just somebody telling them something because I studied it in theory. I've lived this. I live it every day. So, you can do this. You got this. You can do this. You are not as fragile as you have been made to believe. You are equipped to overcome, you are equipped to be a leader, you are equipped to coach others, you are equipped to motivate your team members, you are equipped to live, to live your life more meaningfully and more fulfilled. You just have to activate it and awaken the hero within. Don't wait to be rescued. You've got this. So we're almost rounding out here, you guys. Here we go. So 50%, this was a, a brain trip. 50% of what you remember of your past is not true. That's a hard one for people to swallow. Because when your brain is addicted to the past, when it has agreed on a past that it has already been trained with, it continues to predict the same for each, for your future. It's going to make make what you believe to, to be true to feel right. Your brain is, is there to keep you safe, right? Even if you're wrong. So we know this, for example, there's been studies with um, with siblings and one sibling remembers the past completely different than the other sibling, even specific events. So please be flexible. Can you be open? I know it feels like it happened to you the way, exactly the way you thought it happened. You could see this in relationships where, 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 when you do have an opportunity to have closure, you ask the other person like, Hey, like what went wrong? What happened here? 
and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I made you feel that way, you know? But not every time you get that option, right? That opportunity. So just be mindful that the moment an event happens, every single day that passes, you're losing the the facts of what really happened, okay? Because you are trying to cope. You are trying to overcome and you your brain is trying to keep you safe. So whatever you believe in, it's going to make you believe it to be truth so that you can feel right so you can feel comfortable and safe okay your brain adds context that's not even there you you, want to hear a crazy fact so the majority of people who are let out of prison because they were wrongly convicted is because of false eyewitness testimony the person really thought they saw what they saw but they didn't their brain added context from their own past, their own biases, their own life script, their own personal hurts and wounds. The brain will fill it in. That alone, like it makes me emotional because I know that brains do that. So that means let's give grace to one another that we don't always, we're not always accurate in what happened the way it happened. And that's where maybe we could say, let's come together a little closer so we can forgive each other and we can close this and move forward in a positive way. Oh, that was a tough one. When the heart and the brain are in synchrony, your mind is clearer to make better decisions, to take action. So you want what's called heart-brain coherence so that your mind has clarity, it'll make better decisions and lead you in the right direction to take action. That heartbreak coherence, when you just think of that positive, compassion, love, care, somebody or something that makes you feel that and you close your eyes and you touch your heart and you really, really, really feel it and you just start smiling. When you get to a low frequency of 0.1 hertz, that is the frequency that allows for a natural ease of communication. It gives you access to your heart's intelligence and wisdom your balance your hormones start to balance as does your mind and your body this is optimized human functioning optimal body functioning and because of that you don't exert and waste energy and you spend your energy where it matters most and as a result you increase your resilience and what dr joe dispenza says is that is this is the medicine of the future You are a walking pharmacy is what he says. So to make meaningful, long-lasting change, you must be willing to get past the critical analytical mind. You must be willing to sprout new neural connections, reparent your brain, design your mind how you want it to thrive, become the architect of your mind, and be excited to experience a new identity starting within the imagination because whatever you seed in your mind will sprout in your life. This is Jessica with Be You Bloom.